0: The United States of America is called a Christian nation,
1: Christian nation, Christian nation.
0: It's time for a moment of clarity with your host, Pastor Richard Dietering. Let us pray that this nation does come to a moment of clarity. Faith, 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 politics, 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 history, history. and current
2: current events. And now, your host, Pastor Rick. Pastor Rick will not be hosting today's program. Instead, Ed Bondarenka will be today's main host. In the meantime, I'm Derek Stone with a moment on sports part one. The Detroit Tigers defeated the Houston Astros 7-6 in 11 innings this past Monday. Eric Haas singled to plate Spencer Torkelson and Matt Veerling in the second inning. Then Javier Baez singled to send home Nick Matan plus Torkelson drew a bases-loaded walk to score Riley Green three innings later, which gave the Tigers a 4-0 lead, but the Astros rallied to tie the score in the bottom half of the fifth inning. Detroit regained a one-run advantage thanks to Green's homer in the seventh inning, and once again Houston evened the score two innings later. Veerlink provided the game winning hit when he belted a two run moonshot to plate Spencer Torkelson in the upper portion of the 11th inning. Now, here's your moment of clarity host for today's program, Ed Bondarenka. Ed, your your microphone's muted. Well, so
0: much for the cough button. So thanks, Derek. Appreciate the sports update. As you were alluded to, uh, Rick's not here. He's fine. I actually heard him speak at a church yesterday morning, and he actually did a good job. Nobody fell asleep and everybody applauded and enjoyed it. So there is that. So, uh, and joining me is uh, Pastor Sean Todd of The Intersection on Sundays, right before Derek Stone's show, Stone Cold Sports Truth. So you should listen to both of them as I admonish you to every week on my show. So hi, Sean, glad you could join me today. and. Uh, you know, that way the people listening are not just subjected to me, which would be, you know, dials turning off to who knows what, the cooking channel and uh. So we were looking for subjects to talk about today. And actually it's a case of having to refine these days, what you're going to talk about because there's so much to talk about. And this being primarily a show about uh, culture, America. Well, like Rick likes to say, it's a show about nothing. So we got to pick something. And I think we typically talk about uh, American culture and, uh, oh, the the Christian influence on this culture and uh, things that influence Christianity and things that influence the culture. And one thing we've noticed real recently is the, um, I can't even get the acronym straight anymore. I understand, I heard Jean-Pierre, uh, Jean-Pierre, you know, the, the little uh, woman who, uh, fronts for, for Biden at his press conferences. Katrine, say that uh, she added another initial, like like I L B Q J T L M S T M F means lucky strikes or to fine tobacco. You know. So, uh, anyways, we've seen a lot of activity in this Rome lately, and there's the thing with uh, this uh, Dylan Mulvaney, who's celebrated 365 days of pretending to be a woman and so bud bud anheiser bush decides yeah we'll give him a can of beer in his honor with his picture on it dressed as a woman and then uh nike says oh we'll hold my beer so to speak (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna make her make him model sports bras and leggings it's like wow and then of course uh uh budweiser stock plummeted. I, I read I can't remember the number, but it was it, it took a drop. People says, oh screw this And uh, I haven't looked at Nike. So there's there's a lot of weirdness going on. So we have a shooting in a, a Tennessee school, Christian school, which I'm given to understand was actually somewhat gay friendly too. I heard that on the news. I don't know if it's true or not. I've been kind of busy, didn't look it up, but the you know, comes in, shoots up the school, been taking, this woman did, been taking testosterone shots to pretend she's a man. And then she wants to real act real manly, and come in and shoot up a school. And then we find out there was another shooter, a man who I think wants to pretend he's a woman, and he was going to shoot up a school. And of all things, the cops were really paying attention this time. Um do it says here uh well that's audrey hale that's that's the other shooter uh this shooter was uh william whitworth trans teen arrested over school shooting plot and this time the colorado authorities were paying attention and they went and arrested him and they think they uh they found uh, another <laughs> Karl marx communist Manif- manifesto in his possession just like they did in Audrey's possession, and yet they can't seem to come up with a motive. Now, sometimes you know, crazy just doesn't need a motive. What are your opinions on that, Sean? I've been talking too long, and I want somebody else to talk.
1: Well, this is what happens when you normalize gender dysphoria, and um, I think that all these, the shooter and this next potential shooter, and I guess listening the other day, a couple of the shooters before this were actually transgender and they just kind of buried it. Um, but when you normalize gender dysphoria and you normalize these things, and they're really mental health crisis issues. And instead of getting the person health help, you're normalizing this, this uh, mental illness. And then we wonder why these kind of things happen. So, um, you know, what got me the most about the Korean Jean Pierre was she comes on just a few days after this shooting and starts talking about how fierce LGBTQ <laughs> students are, and they'll fight back. And yeah, starts saying that you know people are upset because it's uh, they're they're passing laws against gender-affirming healthcare for for LGBTQ minors. In other words, they're calling child mutilation, genital mutilation, hormone replacement. They're calling all these things healthcare. I call that pedophilia. I call that child abuse. We're protecting the children. And yet the Biden administration will sit there and tell you that they are protecting LGBTQ BLT, whatever the other, the other letters are now. Um, Their ch- they're, they're, And they do this just a few days after the shooting. And they, they somehow managed to make Audrey the victim in the Christian school, the villains. The oppressor. The oppressor. The oppressor. Yeah. And almost justify this kind of behavior. Um, and it just shows, you know, we're in a place where we call good, evil, and evil, good. And what happens when that happens?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's that entropy. And what happens is, is uh, I want to say sin abounds. That's one. It's, uh, it's called chaos. Basically, chaos is what happens. And um, and we're seeing it, too. I mean, you know, when we have a Supreme Court justice who is clearly asked, can you uh, uh, identify a woman? And she says, no, I can't. I'm not a biologist. We got real problems going on when the highest court in the land can't tell you, well, a member of that new member can't tell you what a woman is. It, we've we've been over that ground before, but it's not bad to review. I mean, this is, as we've said before, and a number of people are coming to that realization. I mean, when you hear Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson, who... Um, you know, I don't think he's the heaviest Christian in the world. He made a comment to another guy last night that, uh, you know, if you were preaching at an Episcopal church, then I'd go back to church again. Okay. And yet people like that are, and, and having been only exposed to Episcopal churches, I can understand him leaving if if it's a gay friendly Episcopal church, as many of them are anymore, very liberal left-leaning. And that's sad, that's very sad. But nonetheless, even he is realizing and his guests this is spiritual warfare. This is good versus evil. If you have good versus evil, then there must be a good and there must be an evil. And then you have to get into defining and how do you know what's good? How do you know what's evil? Either it's very subjective or you have some standards. And well what's been used culturally in the western civilization for about 2000 years is the Bible. We've gone we've used that. Before that it was the 10 commandments. And the Jews had such an influence on even their surrounding regions that other people were paying attention to, you know, the 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 Ten Commandments, the Decalogue, the the rights versus wrongs. We decided they don't belong on our classroom walls anymore, and so we have kids beating up on teachers, running wild, uh, taking over school buses, and you know, just uh, cats and dogs living together. You know how it goes. Okay.
1: <laughs> Yeah, and I think um, uh, you know the, uh, I think people who are, like you said, even like a Tucker Carlson or there's there's others I've I've heard too that maybe don't identify as Christians. They're sympathetic to Judeo-Christian values because they realize it's the bedrock of Western civilization. We don't. it, it really is the foundation on which Western civilization and modern freedom was built. And it's kind of crazy and sad when Vladimir Putin understands that more. And now, of course, just saying this, of course, will be will be called Russian shills and... Excuse me, are you a Putin
0: supervisor? You know, next they're gonna gonna be coming down all over us. I was just reading an article today that said that this document was just revealed that the uh, FBI has a list of words that its AI is scanning the internet for certain words like red-pilled and uh, some other terms that indicate
1: right-wing extremism. And now... So basically we're done. We're done anyway, it doesn't really matter. We are done, Yeah. (laughs) But it's, it's sad when someone like Vladimir Putin understands, I'm not saying Vladimir Putin's a, a Christian or a good man, but he understands that Christianity is the foundation of Western civilization. And we're literally being mocked around the world by other countries who understand that we're crumbling our own our own Western civilization, our own freedom with Marxist, uh, you know, social Marxism. That's all this is is social Marxism, right? They're just destroying the nuclear family, questioning everything that Judeo-Christian values bring to the table, the stability, the bedrock of the law. I was watching, there's a swimmer, Riley Gaines. you probably heard of her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Simply just went to speak the other night because she's a spokesperson for women's sports. And remember feminism? Remember when that existed? When feminism existed? When Title IX was fighting so hard for women's sports, and now men are taking away the the trophies from Title IX. And Riley Gaines went to talk about it, and she was attacked by an angry mob, and and a man in a dress punched her in the face. So a man in a dress can punch a woman in the face. A so-called woman can punch a woman in the face. No arrest. Fight. And in fact, she's the one being criticized for speaking up on. This is just, if, if you were an agnostic, science, common sense. A man's not a woman. That's simple, right? You bigot. You you <laughs> misogynist. You bigot. Are you,
0: are you a biologist? You, tell me right now. Are you a biologist? I, I am a friend of the fluffy insurrectionist. So. Oh, okay. So... Who would that be? I don't want to get into that right now. They're knocking on the door. I'll be right back. Oh, look, they got guns. So, um, oh, my goodness, folks, I I know what I was going to say. Folks, the number is 734-822-1600. It is a conversation. We won't let you dominate it. We intend to do that, but uh, feel free to make a call and, and chime in. One thing that's interesting, oh, well, there's a couple of points I wanted to make. Well, one of them is that this is, of course, what's considered Easter weekend. And thanks, King James, for that one. Yeah. Easter weekend. This is res-
1: Resurrection Sunday.
0: Resurrection Sunday is tomorrow. That's exactly right. And uh, I like that Bruce Fleury pointed that out on his show, too. So, on, on a abolitionist roundtable. So, it being Resurrection Sunday, Well, that kind of points to the fact that, uh, hey, there might have been a resurrection around this time. And that might actually have been the impetus for the impact that Christianity has had on the world. And of course, um, if you name the day Easter, which is named after this uh, um, goddess of fertility, among other things, You kind of water that down. So good work, Satan. Nice try, you know. We got a phone call from Gary since we asked for a call. We'll take a break and take a call from Gary. Hi, Gary.
3: Hello. Uh, You know, um, happy uh, Easter or Resurrection Day to everybody out there. Uh, (laughs) Thank you.
0: Covering all the bases.
3: Yes, sir. Uh, Our institutions are being weaponized against heterosexual men and heterosexual women and this institution I'm talking about specifically is the United States Department of Veteran Affairs. I got this little pamphlet in the mail. It starts out relatively normal. VA is committed to embracing a welcoming, diverse, and respectful culture that does not tolerate harassment, disruptive, or abusive behavior of any kind. That sounds fantastic. I support that naturally. The second and third page of this little thing tells you, what to look for in the work environment that you need to report. And the third page tells you where to report it. Now, under the heading, prohibited behaviors, harassment, and sexual assault. It's got the normal ones that you would expect, like offensive jokes, rude, flirting, sexual remarks, catcalls, stalking, sexual touching. But right in the middle of it, it says intentional misgendering. So, I
0: saw that coming a mile away, Gary. Yep, I was waiting for you to say it.
3: Yep. Yes, sir. And all the other ones are normal things that you would do whether you're supposed to or not as a human being. It's a, it's an act of your own volition, right? This one is them telling you what to do and how you have to do it so that you don't get um, rode up for sexual assault. Do you see the difference?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, at least they said intentional. You know, I mean, that this one teacher got busted and, and lost his job because it was unintentional. He slipped and then, you know, got nailed. Uh, well, I'm well, all for intentional misgendering myself. Actually, I don't misgender anybody. I gender correctly. You, that's right. You may dress exactly right. like a girl. Go ahead.
3: Yeah. So when you lie to the individual, you are misgendering them. That's the point. So if I see a girl, she's going to be a girl. I don't care what the heck you want to call yourself. The minute I call her a boy, that is misgendering. So the whole philosophy is screwed. And the last thing I want to mention about this pamphlet, it says um, how to get help if you're in trouble, right? Hotlines for uh, sexual trauma and uh, suicide. But one of them is uh, VA, Intimate Partner Violence Assistance Program. Now, how vague is that? Intimate partner. How the hell? How do you prove you're the intimate partner? they got strip down and have sex in front of people? How do you know this? That's why they had mother, father, wife, husband. The wife and the husband are the partners, not some arbitrary dude. Um, thank you very much, folks.
0: Yeah, exactly. you know, and you bring up a good point as we we're having this discussion about you know intentional misgendering, and if you can get into legal trouble for misgendering, this forces a court at some point to determine gender. What does gender really mean? Now, unfortunately, we have one member of the Supreme Court who's confused doesn't on the know issue. What a
3: woman is. yeah. But
0: yeah, exactly. But I mean, this could, this could be to our benefit. This may push it to a head where people say, okay, wait, 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 wait. Male is male, female is female. You, you know, my whole defense is the fact that you're a woman and I called you such and you're upset because I did. But let's go to court and see what the judge says, and we'll even include a biologist. Or five expert
1: testimony. We're Can you imagine difficult. if we go to a hot war with Russia or China, and we're we're more uh, we're more worried about pronouns Including than we are shooting a gun accurately or or knowing knowing defense strategies? But um, and you know this is the other thing too is that they're starting to say um like this whole thing about you're killing us and there's a genocide going on they're starting to say that language is now violence so that's (laughs) that's that's what this point of this pamphlet is trying to make is that you've committed sexual assault you've committed a violent act with your words by by just misgendering somebody and that's you know i saw these students coming on the tv and screaming and crying and saying you're killing us and you're murdering us what are you talking about the only people getting killed and murdered are christians in schools yeah. for being shot, but I, I, I actually saw a transgender person defended as an act of self-defense. Well, who attacked you? Well, by not only can you, if you accidentally misgender, if you don't agree, if someone says men can have babies and you say no, you've just committed an act of genocide by saying no, and they have a right to attack you. And that's where that's we've pre- come is that words, that language is now violence. So
0: that's well, preemptive self-defense.
1: <laughs> preemptive self-defense. We used to call it first strike, but it's, yeah. Well, Ed, it's a pretty violent act to say a man can't have a baby. That's that's a direct attack on somebody. They could go to, <laughs> to the hospital for that and maybe have to get CP. I don't know. A, that's a direct attack to say men can't well, have babies. you're know. a convoluted
3: way of thinking, because once you establish yourself as a transgender, you disregard your last persona, and they actually call that dead naming. So if you are not allowed to achieve your ultimate reality, your, your other self, if that person is never born, as it were, then that's how they're calling this a genocide, because you're not allowing them to switch over to this fake, phony persona that they want to project out to you. So that's probably how they wrangle in these words like genocide when it doesn't apply.
0: You know, there was a movie... Came out a number of years ago. It was a big hit. Academy Award winner, Silence of the Lambs. Do you remember the plot of Silence of the Lambs? Yeah, the, the guy whole thing to was skin go women
3: ahead. and sew them together and put them on his body.
0: And the whole point was his becoming. That's how the the uh, that's how they were looking at him. They realized that the profiler was realizing that this is somebody who's in the process of becoming who they think they truly are. And and we all looked at that and said, that's pretty warped. That's pretty evil. And yet now it's you couldn't remake that movie. If you made that person, that person would have to be the hero now and the FBI would have to be the bad guys. Is
1: that right, Sean? Probably at this point, they've rewritten it that he is the hero in the FBI. Yeah. And the, the poor girls that he kidnapped to take their skin were probably perpetrators and, and, you know, they were the evil ones, but yes, this is, this has definitely turned everything on its head.
3: Well, they could because they were real girls, in the new one.
1: Say it again, Gary. Sorry, a, I walked over you. In.
3: Make a great, great point, Sean, uh, about the whole thing about the becoming and, and becoming something that you're not because when these people go through this surgery, they will never be who they think they might want to be. And they will never again be who they were. So they're stuck in a limbo someplace where they have no identity. And if you look at the history now of this guy named Jazz, who had all kinds of uh, gender reassignment and stuff from the book, his whole life is a mess. He's just a complete mess, or he or she, whichever one it is. And that's what's going to happen to thousands and thousands of our precious children now because of these evil demonic scumbags that are running our country. You guys have a great Easter by now. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Thank you. all right same to you happy resurrection weekend <laughs> battle of the words yes yes i hope i didn't offend him he'll take me to court so uh, you know we're coming up on the break and i wanted to get into a few things uh particularly since this is resurrection weekend and there we call it easter and as you were pointing out to me earlier today uh ashtaroth uh who we get the name easter from was the goddess of fertility but she was more than just the goddess of fertility. And after we were talking this morning, I read up some more about it. Somebody else had mentioned this in some, some uh, podcast I'd listened to and I wasn't sure of the accuracy of it. So I wanna talk about some of the influences that we see because this is this is spiritual warfare. People want to um, look to weird sources. For instance, I looked up Ashtaroth and I ended up at a gay site that calls her she used to be called the queen of heaven. This guy's title is the queer of heaven. And he's celebrating Ashtaroth. And that's what these people are doing is they, they if you're gonna reject the one true God, you gotta find something as Bob Dylan famously said, you know, you gotta serve somebody. And everybody has a God. It might even be themselves. I could almost quote the song now. <laughs> but. You got to serve somebody and everybody's looking for that God to serve. And mostly, you know, if it's not the God of the Bible, people end up inventing their own God or uh, choosing one out of a plethora or a pantheon of other gods. The one that best suits them as if that's the way it works instead of going for the the one true God that uh, prophecy has foretold. Derek, how many seconds we have to fill before the break?
2: We've got one minute. One minute. Sean, your turn.
1: Yeah, I'd like to say that uh, I think a lot of people think that all of this is new, but it's obviously even back in biblical times, these were some of the same spiritual uh, fights that were going on between Elijah and the prophets of Baal, and then uh, God had told them not to worship certain gods, and Baal was one of them, Ashtoreth, which Ishtar, is another one, and um, you know, there was a reason for that. Uh, It's kind of like New times, same old demons.
0: Amen. And folks, come on back after the break for more of the conversation and join us. Moment of clarity.
2: And now, more with your host, Pastor Richard Dietering, on WHAM. Pastor Rick is not hosting today's program. Ed Bondarenka is filling in as the main host. For the time being, I'm Derek Stone with another moment on sports. The Detroit Red Wings earned their 35th triumph of the season when they jackhammered the Montreal Canadiens 5-0 this past Tuesday. Lucas Raymond and David Perron each tallied a goal 5 minutes and 14 seconds apart in the opening period. Matt Luff lit the lamp with an even-strength goal, and Joe Valeno scored a power play goal in the middle frame, and Perron recorded the final goal nearly seven and a half minutes into the third period. Jordan Osterley and Ali Mata each registered a pair of assists, while Perron, Jonathan Bergren, Dominique Kubelik, and Jake Wallman recorded an assist apiece. Ville Husso stopped all 24 shots he faced between the pipes for the victorious Red Wings. Now, here's your moment of clarity host for today's program, Ed Bondarenka.
0: Hi, welcome back to the show. And uh, I'd like to mention a couple things first. Uh, One is that Phil Stargell, I should have mentioned Phil Stargell, who's also often a a guest host on this show, uh, co-host. He's still in the hospital. Uh, Prayers for him, please. He's recovering from uh, uh, something that's not COVID. Amazing, amazing, totally amazing. Something that was like pneumonia, uh, strep, and everything to do with his uh, uh, respiratory system, except COVID, so obviously those days are are over. Thank you, Jesus. So Father, please help Phil recover quickly. And if you listen, Phil, feel free to call in. And then I'm kind of concerned, Derek, because when you opened the second segment, you said, and for now, I'm Derek Stone. And that really made me concerned for you. Is there any problem with you not being Derek Stone at some point that we should know about given the topic?
2: No, i, I that must have been an accidental slip of the tongue. I didn't mean it to to sound like I was changing my gender.
0: Okay, then you meant until we came on and, and until then you were going to be talking about sports. Okay, I got it now. Okay, good. Uh, Ah, that bullet. So, let's see now. What else was there? We asked for phone calls. And, oh, we've got Joe on the phone. Let's talk to Joe.
4: Yeah, I don't want to be calling into the Stone Cold Sports Show tomorrow and talking to someone calling themselves Danica Stone. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, thanks for calling in. We appreciate that. <laughs> no, but seriously. Well, no, not seriously. Happy Hollow Chocolate Bunny weekend, my friend.
0: Ooh. Wow. There's a marketing yeah. opportunity. <laughs> yeah.
1: I Actually, couldn't it's, it's resist, Peeps weekend. Course. Is not it, uh, yeah. it a Peeps? Yeah. Would that be Miss Eastering?
4: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I wanted to piggyback on what Gary was saying. Piggybacking Uh, is not
0: kosher, and that's very important.
4: I'm sorry, I talked over you. What did you say?
0: Oh, I said piggybacking is not kosher, and during this psalm, Holiday weekend, oh, you know, kosher is right, important.
4: Right, yeah, I missed that, but yeah, I mean, they have become militant. They've become like radical Islamic jihadists. Uh, and I don't remember—is it the Wilson principle about always jumping to Hitler and Nazism?
0: God, Godson Law. God, uh, Derek should know, but it's—I think it's the Godson Law or something like that. That that. uh, if if when the conversation jumps to Hitler, yeah, you've lost the argument.
4: Yeah, yeah well, I'm going to go there anyway. And here's how. It is said about only 6% of Germans were actually Nazi socias. Most were just complacent. Most were just, you know, if I get something out of this, okay, I don't care. And... It was a small sector of society that led the entire nation and then the world into disaster. And we are repeating that history in some sense. We are talking about such a small, minute fraction of population that LGBT, LMNOQ, Alphabet population drive everything. And they've gone... Militant. Riley Gaines was attacked the other day, and in my opinion, we need to get her elected to something or another so that she is above just her voice and actually representing us as some people somewhere and as a greater voice over the nation for this uh, protection of females and female sports
0: issue. Hey, Joe. Yes. You know, what really surprises me is to see women, actual real biological women supporting men pretending to be women and saying, I can't remember exactly the term, but there's a slogan and a motto, you know, that uh, uh, basically they are trans women are women. That's the one. Like, wait a minute. You know, for instance, you, Sean mentioned Title IX earlier. And now Joe Biden wants to twist Title IX, which he can't. It was a law by Congress, but he wants to executive order Title IX, so it includes men, which makes the whole point moot. Title IX was all about empowering women and giving them a special place. Go ahead,
4: Joe. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I agree. And it it is crazy. It's It's like Jews supporting Hitler, to go back to that again. I mean, <laughs> you, you, oh, just, that's God just God you just did Godwin's law. It doesn't make any sense. And uh, the world, like Pastor Sean says, it, 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 we're just like in upside-down times. I don't get it. We have gone from the we want tolerance and acceptance to bake the cake or else— to now, like, support trans women or we these fake women will beat you up. And I co-host Savage Unfiltered Podcast with Michael Gardner on Mondays and Wednesdays, usually. We had a trans woman. I'm using air quotes. You can't see that, you know, through the radio. But, all right, trans woman... LeVon DuPont, um, and she's a Trump. I said she, uh, he, it's a biological male, became a trans woman, to use the term, because we've, you know, we've got to have some common language to define the conversation. But LeVon agrees with the point that it has gone way too far. Now, I look at this person, LaVon, and LaVon indeed looks female. But most of these, and LaVon agrees, these drag queen story hour freaks are not trans women, per se. Again, with those air quotes, they are clowns they aren't dressing and acting like a woman does they are putting on clown makeup and acting like clowns you know you're
0: absolutely right and thanks for calling joe i appreciate it there's uh, there's a, you, there is a distinction there thanks there's a distinction there there's like uh, the, the most famous uh, um if you really want to say transsexual because it's a term uh, christine jorgensen i remember reading about her uh, as much as i could when i was a kid because you know when you're when you're a teenager and things sexual you get curious and this was this woman who went to copenhagen man who went to copenhagen to become a woman became christine jorgensen it wasn't a good story but it's actually where um somebody was actually trying to look like a <laughs> not you know look like the person of the other sex he's People with beards and claiming they're a woman, they're not even giving it half an effort, you know? Or like the guy with the big boobs that Tucker Carlson was talking about, the shop teacher in Canada, wears the big boobs in school and then comes out as I walk in the street, you wouldn't know it was the same person, looks like a guy. Well, what's that all about? That's some kind of gamesmanship that's going on. Um, it's it's still in awe. Um, we look back historically, this is this is uh, spiritual wickedness that's all that is it's just there's there's when somebody doesn't know who they are, for instance we were talking about jazz Jennings uh, she said recently a couple weeks ago on a, uh, a podcast that uh, she no longer knows he no longer knows who he is you know uh, basically the quote is I no longer know who I am and like you were saying Sean, that they, they get confused. They, they're not mailed. They they have no way to go back. There was one guy that we've seen on talk shows and he's an older guy now, and he had all this, and he really regrets it, and he's he speaks out against the surgery, and uh, even then, the guy's mutilated. It's sad. He's mutilated and, and remains mutilated. There's no restoring stuff that's been cut off like that unless it's cosmetic, and that's all it will ever be. So, um, Wow. This being Resurrection Weekend, um, so to speak, since Sunday's Resurrection Sunday, I want to make a point that uh, we saw in our country, we saw an individual unfairly, an innocent person unfairly uh, brought before a trial and uh, with made up charges that made no sense and then he was uh, uh, basically adjudicated against. And this is a person who was the rightful, as far as I'm concerned, the rightful ruler of the nation. And it's funny that that should happen during the week in the run-up to Jesus Christ being, and I'm not saying Trump is a Christ figure at all. Don't don't get me wrong. But uh, Satan has a way of, of uh, mimicking, you know, historical Christianity and Jesus came before uh, the Sanhedrin first before Caiaphas and then later uh, when they realized they didn't have the power to to kill him they wanted uh, Rome to take over the job and then before of course uh, Pilate and Jesus was judged and found guilty and uh, of what you know well of the truth he was he was the Son of God he is the son of god he is god that's the whole point and he didn't deny it and so he ended up on the cross and the cross is where mankind's sins were paid for for anybody who accepts that free gift of um substitution jesus substituted himself on the cross so we didn't have to die a horrible death if we will accept that gift and then to seal the deal, to prove that he was who he said he was, and he is who he says he is. Three days later, he arose from the dead on Resurrection Sunday, and that's why we call it Resurrection Sunday. And of course, in the King James, it's called um, um, Easter, but that's actually translated from the word. I think the word is Paschi, which is a Greek is Greekization of uh, the Hebrew word for Passover. So actually the true word for what we celebrate is Passover, even though we don't celebrate according to the Hebrew calendar. And I think uh, my guest on my show is gonna speak about how that works. But this being a, a celebration of the resurrection of Christ, we've gotta look at what do you do with that? If you reject that gift you are spitting in God's face. If I hand you if I hand you your life I've got I've got the opportunity to hand you your life and I've gone to a great cost. It's not just something like oh here's a 50 out of my pocket. It's something I've made a heroic sacrifice to save your life and you say no nah, I'd rather die and reject that you have just Spit in my face. You said everything that I went through for your benefit doesn't count, doesn't mean anything to you whatsoever. Well, what's my reaction going to be to that? Have fun, pal. You're on your own. (laughs) Sean, you want to chime in there?
1: Yeah, say One of the bedrocks of our constitutional republic is equal justice under the law. That means whether to be prosecuted or to be found innocent. I guess, thank God, in the kingdom of God, it's not equal justice under the law that, uh, mm-hmm. that Jesus took all the justice. And I guess it gives some comfort, too, when you look at the inequities here and you look at the law being, I mean, basically, uh, we're in a banana republic right now. We vote. We sort of put people in places. But when you can, in certain areas of the country or certain places, unequally apply the law or execute the law, then you're in what's called a banana republic. But real justice will not be escaped eternally that will not nothing's going to get by god and when i get frustrated and i start to lose my mind and i can't sleep and i'm rolling over and i'm 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 fumigating about what's going on here i just think about that nothing is going to escape and god poured his justice out on jesus and to reject that is basically saying no thanks i I want equal justice under the under the law and i wouldn't i wouldn't would not be a proclamation i'd make to god i'm like i'm glad that justice was unequal in the kingdom and that Jesus who was innocent was punished for my guilt so that I could be found innocent. I mean, what an amazing gift. And it just makes, you know, I don't know how anyone can resist the gospel. How can you resist something that one, well, maybe it just seems too wonderful because, you know, but the fact is, is that the, the justice of God was poured out on Jesus. And we celebrate the fact that we find forgiveness through that, uh, in the Passover and then in the resurrection. So,
0: Yes, and of course, Jesus uh, wasn't just, you know, a, a target, you know, for all this stuff to be heaped on. This, according to the Bible, and, and by that I mean God's word, was planned before the foundations of the universe. This was the plan. I mean, imagine that. God knew that he was going to create a race of beings that was gonna stab him in the back, figuratively, because it would never be literally, Side with his enemy, and then need redemption, and and God had that planned out too. And he's and they knew, they knew Jesus was going to go to the cross before Adam was was I want to say born before Adam was created. So, this was part of the plan. And since there's a plan, we get all these hints in the Old Testament through what we call prophetic utterance that this is coming. For instance. After Adam and Eve stabbed God in the back, figuratively, God says, I'm going to provide somebody who's going to help you out, a redeemer. And he will be, uh, the verses, uh, you know, the snake will bite his ankle, but he will crush the snake's head, right? So he's going to suffer something, but he will be victorious over that snake, which is Satan. We see Abraham later take his son Isaac and take him. And he's told to offer him as a sacrifice. And to my understanding, the Jews to this day really don't have a good explanation of why Abraham was asked to do that of Isaac. And Isaac, Isaac was a, uh, he was a young man. He could have overcome that hundred year old who was walking him up the mountain for a sacrifice, but he was obedient to his father. He knew something was going on. And they both knew that God had the power to resurrect Isaac because Abraham had promised, I'm sorry, God had promised Abraham that through Isaac, his, his seed would be established that, and if so he kills Isaac, the promise is invalid. So he believed God so much that he knew that either God would stop it or resurrect Isaac. And Isaac knew that too. Isaac being a type of Christ. And I found out recently that that occurred actually on the 14th day of Nisan, which is a Jewish month, which is actually the same day that Passover occurs, which is another type of Christ. The sacrificial lamb, the blood on the doorposts, the death angel passing over whoever took part of the blood of the sacrifice out of faith and belief. And then a number of years later, the same holiday, the same day of the month, Jesus, the sacrificial lamb, is offered up on the cross in our place as our sacrifice. And whoever looks upon him, whoever believes that, whoever takes that blood upon their door, doorpost figuratively, they will be redeemed. They will be set free. You want to elaborate on that? I'm in your lane, sorry. Oh, that was great. That was
1: <laughs> I like the fact that when... Um, Isaac, like you said, Isaac was probably forty years old then. I mean, he could have he could have rolled old Abe down the hill, but I think he realized he trusted his father and he trusted the plan of God. And then when the when the angel stopped him, he was foreshadowing what God would do because he said, Well, you know, who's where's the sacrifice, father? And he said, Well, God himself will provide a sacrifice. And that was his only son. You know, in Egypt, all the firstborn sons died, and here he was going to require Abraham's firstborn son, but instead God gave his only begotten son so that he would be the perfect sacrifice um, so that we could live. So um, just a beautiful, uh, you know, God foreshadowing what he was going to do some thousand years later. Um, and I also was told that, uh, you know, in, in Bible college, you see, but that the place where he did that sacrifice on the mountain is Golgotha. That is where Abraham went to sacrifice. Isaac was actually on the same spot where Jesus would later be sacrificed um, for our sins. So
0: wow. Well you know there's a there's a f- quote from a, a famous movie. It goes uh well it goes like coincidence? this. Coincidence? I think not you know coincidence? I think not. No. I mean that's the the whole the whole thrust of prophecy points towards Jesus and his work on the cross and his coming back to collect his people, his bride, you know, and to overthrow The wickedness on the earth in the future when the time of the Gentiles is over. And that's actually what brought me to a belief in in Jesus. It wasn't uh, my implied need for a savior. I never felt like I needed somebody to save me from my sins. I thought I was a relatively good guy. But when I looked at the thrust of all these prophetic readings, uh, writings—I should say—I looked at this is that cannot be coincidence. That's got to be the hand of God. Therefore, I submit myself to Jesus because it'd be stupid not to, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, I hope nobody's offended. I did, you know, I, it's not misgendering. But if I called you stupid because you don't believe in Jesus, I say it in love. I meant I thought it would be stupid of me not to. You may think it's a smart thing to do. I wouldn't want to be there. Sean?
1: And we were once all stupid, right? Because we Oh, exactly. We, exactly. <laughs> we were, I think one of my favorite scriptures is that God commends his love towards us is that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So he didn't do it when we were his ally or on his side. In fact, we weren't even paying any attention to him. He was in in a sense dying for literal strangers because we were not known uh and we did not know God. So, you know, the cross commends God's love. It shows God's love by the fact that you know, while we were still yet stupid, and, and I'm still
0: stupid. By the way, I mean, I make, I do dumb things. The difference is, I'd rather
1: be stupid in Christ than stupid out of Christ. Yeah, you know I mean? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: So, um, wow, we have like two minutes left, and uh, it'd be nice to play some Keith Green, but I don't have it because I didn't get it in time. So, uh, and I'm not going to sing it for you either. So, yeah. Um. We were talking about this Ashtaroth and spring and the fertility goddess that she is. But it turned out she's also the transgenderist goddess, you were telling me.
1: Yeah, Ishtar, where we get the Ashtar pole, which God forbid Israel. That's the one he had Gideon cut down, the Ashtar pole. He forbid Israel to worship. Um, So Ishtar was considered non-binary. Her priests were considered non-binary and she also had the power to transform a man into a woman. And her priest would dress in female garb. They would wear long hair. They would try to look as female as possible. She also I've seen was, pictures. Yeah, she also was considered the goddess of parades, interestingly enough. So that's where we kind of get the whole idea of parades, right? Where they parade around, you know, wow. parade around dressed as other people. So, you know, so... This whole transgender thing has a spiritual component and it's
0: not new. Yeah, and it's not good either. Well, we have come to the end of the show. Uh, You've been uh, listening to Sean Todd and Ed Bondarenka and uh, um, Pastor Rick and Phil hopefully will be back next week with us. And so I would ask you to tune in next to uh, Your American Heritage and come back next week for a moment of clarity. Thanks for joining me, Sean. And thank you, Derek. God bless America. Been listening to a moment of clarity on WHAM Talk 1600 with your host, Pastor Richard Dietering. Be sure to tune in again next week right here on WHAM Radio.